0: Good evening to you and yours. It is Saturday, October 28th at 8.06 p.m. Purdue fans have had a little bit of a tough day. Purdue dropped one uh, without much of a fight, let's be real honest, uh, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, I'll I'll expound a little bit. Maybe that's not completely fair. But they uh, lost 31-14 Nebraska. Also lost an exhibition in Arkansas, a basketball exhibition in Arkansas. Um, I'd love to tell you I'm super surprised at these games, and I just had super high expectations, but I, it's not true. So I'll, I'll talk a little bit about what my thoughts coming into the day were, how, my, how I feel, how my um, uh, outlook is coming out of the day. Uh, but uh, tough day for Purdue fans. Twitter reflects some of it, and um, it's uh, things could be better. Things could be better. Before I dig into the juicy... Football and basketball news uh, and stats and whatever else. I don't know if there's many stats I want to talk about, but before I get too far into it, let me thank our sponsors. Uh, thanks to our friends at Homefield Apparel. Head over to homefieldapparel.com. Interboiled 23 at checkout. Get 15% off your first order. It's that simple. Great stuff. Uh, they've got some uh, big releases outside of the Purdue family. I think they got a big basketball thing coming up in the coming com- in the coming weeks. I'm not sure if a Purdue basket, a new Purdue basketball product will be released or not, but they've got tons of good stuff. If you haven't stopped by there yet, go over and do it. Speaking of stopping by, when you're on campus, head over to AJ's on Vine. Uh, Before you go there, go to eatajs.com and uh, grab yourself a burger, grab yourself a pint. Burgers, beef, beer, those are your friends at AJ's. Um, They're great. They're great. You've already heard me talk about them a lot if you've come in here, but I like AJ's um so let's talk a little bit about something that uh isn't very fun to talk about losing but of course drops their sixth game on the season now two and six on the football season 2023 campaign <clears throat> and they dropped their first in basketball to fall to zero and zero so let's Look at the Arkansas game first. Let's just and I gotta. I'll be very honest. I'm gonna tell you guys the whole thing. I'm not gonna pretend like I have ESPN minus, ESPN plus, like I'm paying ESPN any extra money because I'm not. I didn't watch the game. I couldn't watch the game. I don't have an SEC plus, ESPN plus uh, subscription. I hope to watch highlights on the YouTube uh, this week if I can't. Not the end of the world. Uh, but I had some really good uh, insights about the game from people, and I just take their word for it. I uh, also looked at Twitter and checked in on that way. Uh, it was a, it was a nearly a sellout or a sellout uh, in Arkansas. Uh, looked like a game, felt like a game, according to everybody's account. Uh, some Purdue people were there, which is awesome. But it was dominant Arkansas crowd, true hostile uh, road game feel. If you don't know the whole story, that was a game that was designed to raise some money. Uh, so it was just a fundraiser, which is great. Um, and Purdue gets to play an, uh, a very, very athletic, long team. Uh, good tune-up, uh, probably a little more than a tune-up for Purdue. Good test to see how some things work together. Uh, the starting lineup was a little bit different. Um, uh, you, you see some new looks. You see Edie and TKR playing together. Um, sounds like that's, um, I don't want to say an experiment, but it's something they're trying to do to, to, see, to, get, us, to get different looks and many people on the floor to score. <clears throat> I'm really not sure what Purdue fans thought Purdue would get out of this game. Number one, um, when Purdue play, used to play the secret scrimmages versus West Virginia, those didn't always go great. I don't know if you remember some of those scores were not great and Purdue's teams ended up being pretty good those years um so that's the first thing Uh, i do believe the coaches are trying to figure things out i'm not going to put a lot of weight in this or i'm not going to say it's not worth nothing it's someplace in the middle Um, i think long and athletic teams are trouble for painter coach teams that's just a fact just because Purdue isn't very long. Actually, Purdue's long. But it's not very athletic, right? So the length and athleticism uh, proved to be a problem. Previous seasons will prove to be a problem this year for Purdue, even with all the depth and uh, all the different weapons and the well-founded systems in place, all that. still going to be tough for Purdue. Um, Handel Jones, my good pal, was talking uh, about what he saw because he had the subscription. He was telling me about what how everything looked and there. Purdue started off cold. Everybody was shooting poorly, it sounds like. Arkansas was going straight up on defense. Edie was held in check. Um, TKR wasn't shooting well. Gillis wasn't shooting well. Uh, He gave me one other. Morton wasn't shooting well early in the game. I haven't seen a box score yet for this one. Uh, I'm sure there'll be one on Twitter eventually on Boiler Ball. Um, But then uh, Purdue started kind of clicking, and I think Arkansas had a few turnovers. Purdue turned those turnovers into points. Gillis had... Two three pointers in a row, scratched and clogged, got into the lead. They went into overtime. Purdue loses 77 to 81. Like I said, with the loss, Purdue's record falls to 0 and 0. Keep that in mind. It is an exhibition. So if you thought, though, based on the offseason comments, the uh, roster moves, and the way Purdue didn't hit the uh, the, way, the the transfer portal, that you were gonna see a completely overhauled Purdue team, I don't know what you were thinking. And I'm sure that's gonna break a lot of hearts out there. Um, I don't know what you're thinking. If you listen to Painter, uh, like Handel reminded me, Painter said, uh, we're trying to get more athletic. True, I know they're trying to get more athletic, but the problem is personnel is personnel. This Purdue team is a lot of things, and I don't think a lot of people would have said, man, they're super athletic. The uh, use of usage of Heidi and uh, Colvin will interject some athleticism, but they're not that athletic of a team. They're just not. They're a very they're a solid team. They're a good team. They're a team that knows themselves. Uh, when they get running, they're going to be very very efficient, like they always are. Teams are going to try to do what Arkansas did today. I, I mean, it sounds like they didn't follow the the uh, blueprint put out there by by Fairleigh Dickinson. By any means, they didn't say, "Okay, we're going to leave all your shooters open." They didn't do that, and Purdue still hit some shots. Isn't that wild? How that happens? Um, but anyway, I just I'm not taking this one to heart all that much. I don't I don't care about November and December really all that much either. I'm going to come here and I'm going to talk to you about games in the next month, month and a half. The biggest thing when it's going to start kind of clicking on for me, like I hope Purdue runs through November and December like they have the last couple years. I don't think they're going to. I think they're going to drop a couple games in the pre-con. Maybe it's because of the, uh, maybe a change of focus. What I really don't want to see is Purdue to hit a wall in January and start dropping games they shouldn't drop because of shooting problems or injury or whatever. Uh, Whatever the circumstances. I want to see the team getting better as they head towards March. And so that's, I'm not giving away the season. I've told you guys my thoughts on the handsome hour and here alike. Um, I'm not giving away the season. I'm not wishing it away. But I will be real honest. I am absolutely looking forward to the postseason with this team and i don't have much more to say about that um i hope um i hope a lot was learned i hope the coaches learned some things about uh the new the new uh lineups because real basketball's coming in a hurry so that's about it on the other side so that one didn't didn't frustrate me is what i'm saying on the other side of the world the other side of uh the things we talk about most here at Boiled Sports Football, uh, that was an atrocious game. Um, Purdue played really badly. Purdue had a bye week to prepare. They came out. Uh, they were given opportunities offensively, did nothing with them. Um, started off uh, the game poorly, was down 14-0 relatively early in the second quarter. Um, Nebraska gave Purdue opportunities time and time again. I think they, they coughed up the ball five or six times, Nebraska did. And Purdue's offense is anemic. Um, Coach Harrell, his play calling makes no damn sense to me. The offensive line, my biggest fear of this stretch of the season, if you've been listening here or if you've been thinking on your own, your biggest fear may have have been, man, they really can't afford to lose offensive linemen. And guess what? They have another offensive lineman goes down at least for a couple plays. I didn't really follow up on that because, honestly, my attention to detail got worse and worse as my attention span got lower. Um, But... The attrition is killing the offensive line. So, which one's worse? Let's. We you guys can discuss in the comments. You can leave a comment. You can. I know some of you are live. I haven't looked at it yet. I appreciate you returning in live. You are very, very good fans. It's a tough topic to talk about, um, but um, offensive line play obviously a big concern. It's 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 gonna be a problem for the rest of the season because the depth is gone. There is no margin for error on the offensive line. You've got some really good offensive linemen. You don't have any depth. You don't have a bunch of guys that played together for very long. Even if you say, okay, these guys have played together for half a season or a little more than half a season now, it's still still patchwork. So that's a problem that exists. It's probably not gonna get a lot better. A lot of guys are already lost for the season. Second thing, Hudson Card's decision-making is showing lots of cracks, and the trend is bad for Hudson Card. He's playing worse football statistically So that's a bad thing. And he's playing worse football when I watch. When I just watch the game, and let's say I remove numbers, I'm going to talk a little bit about the stats here in a second. But when I remove numbers, I still think he's playing worse football. He's making worse decisions. He's not playing as well. And the third part on offense that should be bothering everybody, like I said, is the play calling by Graham Harrell. I have been on this for three weeks. I hope I am wrong. I hope in the long scheme of things we just say, hey, 2023 was a hiccup, and 2024 was awesome, and Harrell figured out a system, and Hudson Card turned out to be the exact perfect guy for that system in 24. But what it looks like right now is you have an offensive coordinator who not only isn't a great play caller, but isn't much of a preparer, and then can't, can't zig and zag. He doesn't have the ability to to counterpunch. He doesn't have the ability to react to the situation very well. And I am extremely unimpressed with Graham Harrell as a play caller and an offensive coordinator. And the jury is still out. You can say that if you're not going to be as judgy as me, that's great. I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and say, screw the whole thing. But what I am going to say is I do not think, <sighs> it's just this offense is bad. The offense is bad right now, and you can say which of those three factors are the most important. You can sound off, we can talk about it in comments, whatever. We can talk about it. Handsome hour will be here nine 9 p.m. on Monday. We'll be talking about everything that's happened today. If you want to, if you had time to lick your wounds and uh, you're listening to this on delay, I understand that, but we'll be back Monday talking. And you guys can talk, you guys can sound off about all this. Um, and the bigger scheme of things, you can start talking about. Uh, what you think of Walter's first year? Now the margin of error is gone. You've got to beat Michigan, Northwestern, Minnesota, and IU to go to the bowl game. Michigan is going to be very easy out after having the entire nation talking trash about them for the last week, ten days, including people like me. But rightfully so, they've earned these arrows that are being shot at that. That that place is an absolute mess. And you haven't read if you haven't read up about how weird of a scandal the uh, sign-stealing thing is, please do. Please go look into it because it is crazy. All the stuff that keeps happening, it keeps getting more ridiculous. Michigan deserves everything they're getting, but they, I'm sure they've got that circle the wagons mentality, and I guarantee a team that talented, that deep, that well-coached, even cheating, non-cheating, even if they didn't have the ability to cheat, but they still have all that stuff in their quiver. It's already happened. The damage is done. Um, that's a, That's a really uh that's a really tough team to beat and they're even tougher now because they think it's the world against them and it is it's always the world against you though really very few times is it a deon sanders type situation where everybody's like yeah i love coach prime i love colorado we all want to see him win no most teams in america are dealing with everybody rooting against them. Or most people are rooting against them, unless they're the underdog. So from here out, everybody's going to be on Purdue's side because they're going to be the underdog an awful lot uh, because all of a sudden, Minnesota is playing decent football. Northwestern is playing inspired football. IU held it, uh, held their own with Penn State for the entire game. I think it was tied in the closing minutes before losing by 10, I think. Uh, all the teams all of a sudden look better. Everybody's going the wrong direction or the the, the correct direction, and Purdue is going the wrong direction. So let me talk a little bit about the stats. If you're still here, that's awesome. It's been 13 minutes, and I'm talking about a tough topic, like I said. Uh, let's look at this. All right, like I said, Purdue drops to 2-6, and uh, six, um, losing 14-31. to 31. Hudson Card uh, completed 50% of his passes, 100 yards passing, two interceptions. Had a TD. Uh, The TD was late in the game. It was a really good play. That's the play that if you're a Hudson Card believer, which a lot of people are, I'm a fan of Hudson Card. I think he's got a lot of skills. I hope we can see more of him on display for a myriad of reasons. But that was a great play. The play that Purdue scored. uh, Purdue was two really bright spots. Well, there's a couple bright spots. Like I said, the defense fought the entire game. They were doing everything they could to try to get Purdue back in the game. And... Uh, they even scored, right? You had the um, uh, Nick Scorton, uh, Scorton or Scarton I think it's Scorton. I don't know how that is. OU is, uh, but anyway, it's not grammar. It's somebody's name. So Nick Scorton um, uh, had a strip sack, I believe, or uh, I can't remember if it was a tackle for for a loss right now. And Jenkins uh, got to, got to take it into the end zone. That was an awesome play. It's great that those two specifically got to earn that. They've been busting their asses. They uh, the defense is playing really hard. Thieneman played one played a hell of a game with the exception of one bad play, which led directly to a Nebraska touchdown. A guy who's a freshman gets to make a mistake every now and again, um, and he real all he did was he read run and it was a pass play. The receiver got past him and they scored. But Thieneman, scourton Scorton, and um, and Jenkins, man, they have been great. They have been bright spots all year. Thineman finishes with 12 tackles. I think he had two forced fumbles. Incredible. Uh, he had one fumble that it should have been. It almost felt like the, the game could tip back towards Purdue in the third quarter. One of the reasons was I believe a, uh, I believe it was a punt and Thineman was on coverage, ripped the ball. Purdue got the ball to short field, did nothing with it. Um. Yeah, this has me a lot more frustrated than basketball uh, for a lot of reasons. I, I just... Um, that's a tough product. Coming off a bye week and absolutely peeing down your leg is really, really tough. Um, and Purdue did it. Nebraska, like I said, a team going the right direction. I think Nebraska's one three straight or something like that. <clears throat> All of a sudden, they're five and three. They're in good position to go to bull. I got nothing against Matt Rule. Nothing. I like the guy. Um, Nebraska fans, though, coming out of the woodwork, that's tough. Uh, acting like they are, once again... Nebraska of old and they are not um, but they are heading the right direction that's true and Purdue is not heading the right direction Purdue has so much to, I've said this for weeks there's a lot that can get better a lot to work on however you want to say it um, the receivers that I talked up in my um, bi-week podcast my bi-week quick cast uh, of course when you have 100 yards passing you're not going to have a lot of yards receiving uh, Dixon Veal had 29 yard receiving and then after that it's downfield Sheffield uh, Garrett Miller had 11, Sheffield had 13, uh, Deion Burks had 9, Tyron Tracy had 1 yard receiving. Maccabee lost a fumble, that's something that's been hard to follow, hard to figure out this year, um, but uh, let's see, I don't really see his rushing. Maccabee had, uh, let's see, had 42 yards, uh, 7 carries, it's solid 6 six yards of carry. Tyron Tracy had, <coughs> had 2.9 yards of carry. Uh, on 10 carries. Something got my ire. And let me see if you guys were on the same page as me. Um, towards the end of the game, I think Tracy had a reception, middle of the field. Um, it was a dump pass, kind of a jailbreak. Um, Garrett Miller threw a block, and the block was um, was called a, a blindside block, which is a personal foul. Um, as an old school guy, I got to tell you, I don't understand that rule. Still, I think the idea of keeping your head on a swivel should still be there. But the rules a rule, okay? So that happens, and then right after Tracy, he's one guy tries to tackle him, so he's he's got a guy here, and then the other Nebraska guy comes over with the crown of his helmet and hits Tracy right in the ear hole, and it it makes Tracy a little woozy. He gets up slowly, and the Nebraska player gets up slowly. They called the a flag on Miller. For blindside block so I, I think you're supposed to tickle uh your opponent down at that point according to new, new modern rules of football sorry if i sound like an old head i don't give a damn because i don't understand that call but anyway that was not even one where you're like okay he depleted him that was a great block shoulder first and i know it's the direction of where it is i understand the rule you don't have to get after me at that that was a good block so they, re- they say, oh, the play's under review. And I said, okay, they're going to call the Nebraska DB, the linebacker, or strong safety, whatever he was, the guy with the, the uh, long hair. They're going to call him for targeting on Tracy. Nope, nope. They're going to review Garrett Miller's block and really make sure he wasn't targeting, really make sure he wasn't being a big meanie. Instead, the effing Big Ten officials do what they always do, and they miss the end of the play where there was a true targeting. They didn't even look at it, and the broadcast team that I'm sure at that point they were mailing it in didn't give a shit either, and nothing happens. No review. It doesn't matter to the outcome of the game, but it does matter that the rule gets called. If you're going to have a real rule where targeting, you present the crown of your helmet, and you lead with it on the tackle right into a guy's ear hole, that's a textbook target. Dean Blandino or whoever the hell's in studio, they didn't say anything. The guys in studio on the TV broadcast didn't say anything, and of course the Big Ten officials didn't review it. Doesn't matter, but it pissed me off. And I was already mad because Purdue played poorly and got their asses kicked. But that just was kind of the uh, cherry on top of the poop Sunday that we had to eat today. Sorry about all the bad visuals. I that this game got me and um, not super happy. Let me look at here. We got a couple of you live. I really appreciate you that are live. Thanks for thanks for your questions, Melissa Hunt. Long time, good time, uh, Purdue fan. Uh, uh, not me flipping to basketball thing. Uh, it would bring me joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, you'd think that basketball would bring you joy, but um, Arkansas is good team. Arkansas is good team. I, I don't think there's any. I don't think it's it's the end of the world to lose this game. Um, and it's obviously in the end of the world because it's an exhibition, but it just shows that some of the problems, sorry for hitting the mic, some of the problems that existed last year are obviously still there. No no doubt. Uh, uh, Q Turner said, can't stay the whole time, wasted three hours. I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so there have been a lot of Purdue fans asking the question, whether it's on message boards or um, Twitter, is how much, how, what does the record have to get to before walters has lost all momentum with the fan base but well, it's it's getting close it's already getting close two and six two and seven two and eight whatever we get to this too i i now i thought Purdue was gonna win five games at the beginning of the season when i predicted i looked at like look at one point like i might be shy of that you're like oh okay they can they can do some things here i don't know how they get to four wins right now when i look at those remaining teams i i love being surprised i always say that i love being wrong when it's a happy surprise I think you got a three and uh, three and nine Purdue team here. I think they'll win against one of those teams, one of those three remaining opponents that um, aren't the greatest football teams. Uh, but the funny thing is, I mean, the bucket game is going to be like the old school bucket when I was at Purdue, when uh, you had two bad teams facing off, two teams that weren't playing for anything. Uh, it's kind of a damn shame. Um, it's not fun. Uh, there won't be a lot of people. It'll be freezing in Rossade. Maybe you'll see me there. You'll probably be there too because you're a, you're a diehard like me. You're still here. So, uh, Andrew Lincoln says, uh, Jay said it on Twitter but the defense has been playing sass off. Only makes the offense being trash all the more aggravating. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Jay and I were talking. I had a sidebar conversation with him and I get in a little deeper with him, of course, than I will here documenting everything I say. Um, but yeah, it, uh, I agree. Defense played great. There's no doubt defense played great. They're, they're fighting and Nebraska is not good, guys. I mean, they're they're going the right direction. Like I said, they may let's call them a solid team, uh, good, okay, solid, whatever, right in that spectrum. It's good, good for them. Um, Purdue made them look great, though. They were Nebraska was great for much of the other than fumbling the ball and trying to give Purdue opportunities. They were really, really good. Um, Nebraska's defense is not. I mean, it's good. It's solid. It's not what Purdue made it look like. It's not what Hudson Card and uh, Coach Harrell made it look like today. It, it, and I know the offense, like I said, I'm aware of all this stuff, but mercy, that's the offensive line thing is not going to get better. That's the really lousy thing. And that's my biggest concern as I look across. I'm like, wow, how do you get to four wins when your quarterback is just running for his life? So uh, let's see. Uh, Greg Manis says only good uh, units today punting, defensive front, all else. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even talk about special teams. Um, special teams has big issues. I don't think Purdue has a special teams coordinator. I don't think Walters wanted one. Hire a special teams coordinator this offseason. <clears throat> That's the first thing. I, I think it's time to just say, okay, damn it. The special teams are not great. And uh, you know, my, my joke, I always say really bad teams have good punting teams. And Purdue's not even at the top of the league with punting. So we don't even get to enjoy somebody blasting the ball all the time. That kind of sucks. At least we could get that. Um, uh, yeah. So Q says there was a 19-yard punt today. Yeah, I, I didn't see it. I, I was uh, I was flipping around honestly, and I'm I love YouTube's that quad view. It's awesome, uh, and I was taking advantage of it. And I would leave the Purdue game pretty regularly. Um, so I'm looking forward to Purdue coming back home and being there in person. It's gonna be great. I think the next one is Minnesota after the after the Michigan game at the big house, like I said, mercy, that's going to be national TV. A lot of people complained about Peacock. Well, great national TV against Michigan should be fun. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. Anybody else? Nope. Uh, Mike, Mike, major says, has anyone noticed two teams we beat, uh, would probably beat us now. I don't think Syracuse would beat any, well, that's, so that's, that's a funny thing. So, so Virginia Tech is playing really well, right? They beat up on Syracuse on Thursday night. Um, yeah, that I I think we, I think, I think Purdue beat Syracuse now, though. That's the funny thing, right? It's weird how the season progresses uh, really matters, um, but it's not, Things aren't great. I, I don't. We'll talk more on when I'm less emotional, when I'm less upset, uh, when I've cooled down. I See, I thought I let this simmer long enough that I wasn't bothered, but I'm, I am bothered. So uh, I wish I wasn't. But thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, I think I'm going to call it a day. It's been 25 minutes. Hope to see you Monday at 9 p.m. at the handsome hour. Uh, thanks for, uh, to everybody tuning in live and those who are, who are listening on delay. Uh, uh, it's a tough topic, but we're here for each other. So we can talk it out. Um, Sorry for the sidebars too. I think, I mean, I'll go back and I always try to listen to my show at least somewhat quickly. And I feel like I was all over the place. So I apologize to you guys if that's the way it came across. I'll do better next time. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll see you soon.